Yeah. This is another story about dogs. For the dog that don't pee on trees is a bitch. So says Snoop Dogg. So get your Welcome to the Show. It's an anti-abnormality show, man. January 12, 2022. How's it going? Oh my god, it took fucking this long, but I feel normal now, finally, after about three, four weeks. You know, even last week I was recording, I was like, oh, I'm gonna drudge this thing, you know, get it through for the beginning of the year. I don't think I was at the best peak state. Even even as of uh, this morning, I was like, I'm not in the best of the mind right now. I started questioning life. I, que- I started questioning all these choices. I started questioning my motivation, purpose, and all those things coming into the new year. And then I go, I'm going to be in my mid-30s very soon. Already, already thinking, way too ahead. The anxiousness creeping in. You know, all that shit. Over-warring, over-engineering, over-calculating, yada, yada, yada. Then I woke up this morning, and then today is the freshest sleep that I ever had. Although I only slept like the usual six and a half, seven hours. Then I came to realization that like, you know what, maybe I just needed the time. I just needed the time to readjust. I just needed the time to, you know do all that shit, because all the way up to Monday night, I was just, like, out of it, I could not, like, do any, I could not function to the optimal, you know, even 70%, I would say, to the usual, I haven't worked out in about three weeks, but now I feel, but then I can do push-ups and still all those things, you know, I'm becoming more of a hermit ever since I moved to this new place, I had just have more space to my own, just do grocery shopping once every two, three weeks, and I'm like, mm, you know, set for life, you know, that kind of thing, you know, I'm just like tired of everything, but now, now, as I record this, tonight, today, you know, I'm making progress, I go like, I'm kind of back to normal, finally, holy fucking Christ, and then I go, I'm not abnormal anymore, so I am anti of that, that's the AA this week, so, you know, you know, it, it, it was so bad, because uh, I, it was to a point where, like, I just couldn't function. And then I just go, I took extra two days off. I took this day off. I slept eight, nine hours, yet I don't feel refreshed. Why? Why? I was just like sputtering. Until I woke up this morning and then I felt fresh and I go, wow, that was the freshest sleep that I ever had. Although it was less than what I had the two nights before. I don't know how to explain it. You know, because last night I was like at a point where I was Googling. It's like, I lost my fucking mojo. And then I Google that shit or uh, DuckDuckGo that shit. And I started asking questions. Like, what the hell's going on? I'm not depressed or anything. I just feel tired. I just don't feel motivated. What's my next goal? And then just it just came back today normal, okay? And then it just went longer than I thought. But, you know, long story short, just give yourself a little time and then step back and be okay. So there is that. So with the energy back level back to normal, I wanted to cover, oh boy, oh boy, finally a topic, which is the football talk. Because uh, I... In the midst of me being just like drudging along day to day, weekend, weekday, don't matter. I just watch football. <laughs> and then the Sunday was an atrocious day for my team, the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, and I'm not going to go into why I became an Indiana fan, you know. But I'll say that because I was a Colts fan since 2004, I almost went to Purdue. And that nearly happened. I don't know if I ever share that story. Um, on a recorded audio, I told this to many people, but I'm not gonna go over that. The bottom line: I've been a Colts fan for the last God. Now it's 18 years. <laughs> Holy fuck! Can you believe it's 22? Um, so, and then the Colts probably had the most atrocious meltdown 
of a season, and they're part of the HBO Hard Knocks. I cannot wait to watch what the season finale is because it was god-awful how they lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars out of all teams and missed the playoffs. Because all they had to do the last two weeks or even three weeks is win and they're in. They just needed one more win. That did not happen. They lost to the Vegas Raiders right after John Madden died, rest in peace. And then, you know, they lost to Jacksonville Jaguars in Jacksonville, which, believe it or not, they haven't beaten Jacksonville in Jacksonville, Florida, in Duval County since 2014, nearly a decade. And I put all the money in and said, streak ends now. That's how atrocious they are. And they got fucking outcoached. I played. And they missed the playoffs. So that that said, the only playoff scenario left in the AFC was the Las Vegas Raiders and the LA Chargers. I still fucking bumble saying these two teams' names, the city names. I still say Oakland. I still say San Diego. But fuck it, whatever. And it... It was like, oh, they could just kneel down the 60 minutes plus the 10-minute overtime for 70 minutes because all they had to do between the Raiders and the Chargers is because Jacksonville beat Indianapolis, all they needed was a tie between two teams for both of them to get in the playoffs and not screw each other and screw out the fucking Pittsburgh Steelers, which I'm going to get to in a little bit. But instead, you know, I, I the only intrigue of watching this is like, are they really going to rig this to get two West Coast teams in for better ratings? Fuck Ben Roethlisberger and the Pittsburgh Steelers, right? No, and then uh, for, for some fucking reason, the Las Vegas Raiders decide to be a dick and kick, kick a field goal. Granted, the Chargers, you know, took a timeout, which led to a rushing play that got closer to a field goal range, which the Raiders said, oh, we cannot just kneel the ball here. We'll just kick it. We have a chance to win. Blah, blah, blah. And then now you got the you got the Raiders in the second last spot, and you got the fucking Pittsburgh Steelers in the last spot. And I'm like, fuck this shit. It's like, if, if you wanted, I wouldn't have minded, you know, having a rig the conspiracy theory whatever blah 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 because you know what that's what that's same as watching the professional wrestling oh wrestling is fake no it's not fake it's staged it's like it's not ballet but it really is and the beauty of a professional wrestling is if you can sell the match knowing that you know it's rigged per se and then you sell the you know the idea of a competition with the athleticism and blah 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 that gets demonstrated, fantastic, I enjoy that match or whatever, right, same for this thing, if you play close enough fucking game, and do the tie, I'll be like, you know what, I've been thoroughly entertained, because it's like, will this be screwed, or will this not be screwed, will one of them screw each other or not, you know, and then if they go tie, I was like, eh, I guess that happened, but at least I was entertaining for 70 minutes, right, no, like, you know, I, I wouldn't have minded that. And then, like, I, I don't know why the Pittsburgh fans would be, like, so, like, eager to get into the playoffs, like, limping into it. Like, Pittsburgh Steelers ain't exactly, you know, the fucking upset city over there. You got Ben Roethlisberger, the alleged rapist, the alleged asshole that no one in Pittsburgh likes. And then the fucking guy is clearly five years overdue in retirement. 
limped their way into the playoffs because the Ravens couldn't put it together, you know, and then the Browns just completely falter, you know, and I just go, like, this is going to be the most atrocious fucking 2-7 matchup between the Cincinnati Bungles, who didn't bungle this year, versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I think the last I checked was like a 13.5-point favorite for Cincinnati because no one believes, you know, or the Kansas City, rather. You know, either way, Kansas City or Cincinnati. Whatever the top team that's remaining in the playoffs doesn't get a bye is going to destroy the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I, why would I watch that? Other than like, oh, I'm just going for the easy bet. But then again, like I thought it was an easy bet having Indy Colts, you know, in Jacksonville, you know, because I, I guess I don't know what to say. It's been a very rough, like, gambling week. <laughs> the last three weeks, I must say. Other than me not really being in the best state of mind to, like, do the thorough calculation in my head. My God. But, like, some of the upsets are tremendous upsets. Like the Colts losing in Jacksonville. They shouldn't have lost that. They should have destroyed them. And even last year, you know, they should have destroyed them. The Jacksonville Jaguars should have been 0 16. But they only became 1-15 because they beat the Jacksonville's pronouns, pal. Jacksonville's beat the Indy in the very first game in a monumental upset, you know, even then to begin the 2020 season. And then the Jacksonville proceeded to lose the rest of the 15 games. And they should have been 0-16. But the Colts, for some fucking reason, cannot beat Jacksonville in Jacksonville or in London, not Ontario, United Kingdom. It's just like, what the fuck? And they lose out of the playoffs. And Jacksonville still gets a fucking first overall pick because the Lions decide to win. <laughs> and, the word, and the Colts shooting themselves in the foot, going back to them. You know, they traded their first round pick and something else, I think second or third, to get the Carson Wentz, the quarterback, who didn't get vaccinated who clearly missed the fucking practices and protocols the last two fucking weeks, you know? And then he fucking pooched it. And I, 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 I don't know what to say. If you heard me in the podcast in the beginning of, you know, the football season, I was not so optimistic about the cold season this year because they had a bunch of people hurt to coming into the season, which is why they were like 1-4 or 1-3 to begin with, you know? And then for some reason, I, I didn't realize that Jonathan Taylor, the running back, wasn't going to be that good. And then there was no receiver on this team other than Pittman Jr. You know, no one has over 500 yards receiving. T.Y. Hilton was hurt the last three years. I, and then let's just go, like Carlson Wentz, you know, is Carlson Wentz. He did better than when he was in Philly, for sure. But I just go like, dude, like, they fucking blew it. <laughs> If this team had a comp- like competent quarterback, you know, and healthy O-line, which when they had it, they had it, they would have been like more or less non-stoppable or more consistent offense. I don't really fault the defense and all that. All these like Colts fans like losing their shit. Fire Frank Reich. I go, you know what? Like, I, 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 I think this tandem is gonna come back but they need to fucking figure out what the fucking consistent offense other than jonathan taylor is gonna be because this offseason and after that this you ain't running backs don't last so long although the running game is kind of coming back in football you know in a way but you know 
the running backs are not going to last, like Jonathan Taylor. Like, I'll ask, look at Todd Gurley. Or even, you know, Derrick Henry, right? So I was just like, you know, they fucking blew it. They fucking blew it. And heads are going to roll. I don't think Carlson Wentz is that good of a quarterback. I, I saw him try to hear a ball so much like he did in Philly. His, his fucking mechanic is wonky. And he, he fucking pooched it. How can he, like, not throw better than... <laughs> How can he throw the way he did against the fucking Cardinals, but not against the fucking Jacksonvilles, you know? I, I'm just going to leave it at that. That's a monumental upset. If I if I pick Jacksonville, at least to just cover the points, because I think coming to the game, it was like 14 and a half favorite, and then I said, fuck it, I'm taking 15 and a half, even more, you know? And then you know, it wasn't even close. It went like Jacksonville 14 points, basically. I go, give me a fucking break. You know. So that happened. And going into the, you know, watching all that and then going into the college football, um, the championship game between the Georgias and the Alabamas, I really could not pick a winner in this one because I kept feeling conflicted about, you know, look, it's, it's very hard to defeat the same team twice in one year especially a team like Alabama. That said, I really thought Georgia woke up against Michigan Wolverines. And then I said, you know, I think the true colors, do, you know, showed up, you know, in the Orange Bowl and all that, the college football, semi-football finals, whatever, semifinals. But at the same time, I could not believe in that Georgia quarterback, Stetson Bennett, because I think he's a shit quarterback. He is. He's not even a game manager. He's just a walk-on college hero, and then bah. He's not going to have a future in the NFL. He's not going to even hang in the fucking CFL at that point, right? So Bryce Young over Setson Bennett, but then Georgia defense seemed to come alive. They've seen how Alabama would play. Georgia come, came in dozed. You know, all these thoughts were going back and forth. So what I ended up picking was, look, I'm going to pick, I'm going to do same game parlay. Pick the potential touchdown catchers for any time touchdown score, and then I'm gonna pick the overall points. Now, the the egotistical side of me, you know, it's like picking Super Bowl. I especially two SEC teams that are more like NFL built, not like offense driven like in the past, like LSU with Joe Borrow or Trevor Lawrence with Clemson or Marcus Mariota with Oregon or something. You know, I should have gone with the under, you know, whatever points. Because it was even be- between Georgia and Alabama, whatever com- like competitive games they have, they never go over like fucking 50 points, you know, barely. So I think the line was 53 and a half points. And for some reason, I decided to take over because I said one or one team or the other is going to blow this open. That's what I thought. Either Alabama is going to do what they did in SEC championship or Georgia is going to like say we figured them out. Second time ain't going to happen and then run them over. And then I pick, I think, the tight end from Georgia, Bowers, and then uh, the Alabama uh, wide receiver. And then I said, perfect. This is a great bet. And the fucking Alabama wide receiver tweaks his knee, and then he torn his ACL <laughs> in the second quarter. I said, fuck, I got, I got fucking cheese. I got, I, I'm out of this fucking bet at this point. And then 53 and a half didn't look likely when it was 9-6 at the halftime. And then I, I was doing my math in my head. I go... Unless there's some awful Las Vegas Raiders, San Diego Chargers rigging, we're not gonna, we ain't gonna see some 30 point swing here. 
But and then so I took I I said that bet's a wash. Whatever I pick, I think the other one I had was like Georgia two and a half, something like that. You know, um, I ended up taking a small bet there, but it was so nominal. So I ended up doing mid-game part of the way in the third quarter. I said I think the total points is gonna be under thirty-six and a half points, and because I thought okay, at looking at the time, you got about fifteen minutes left in the game, and I just said. Unless there's some ridiculous turnover, which doesn't seem likely because I think teams are going to lock down on both sides to keep the lead or try to be, run the ball, run the clock out. I said, I think I'll take under 36 and a half points. <laughs> and, you know, I think at the point at that time, I was like 13, uh, nine, was it? You know, after Alabama took the lead, after it was nine, six, after the halftime uh, in the third quarter. So I said, fuck it. I'll 13, nine, 22 points. Look, I think, you know, 17 point, whatever. Well, fuck, they went way over that. And then the total points got, became like 51 points. It, it blew open up way later after Georgia kind of took control. And then I, I almost took Alabama as like winner take all. I got to make up my money the last three weeks <laughs> being a degenerate. Thankfully, I didn't take that because I thought about taking the Alabama odds at minus 120. I think partway through the fourth quarter when they took the lead, but I said, ah, I held back. But even then, I wasn't so sure how Georgia was going to come out because Stetson Bennett fucking fumbled the ball at the most awful position possible in his own, like, five-yard line. So it looked like Alabama was going to just bank it, you know? I didn't expect Stetson, you know, have Alabama secondary acting like Alabama secondary, you know, so late into the fourth quarter. But that's, that's how, like, hard it was to pick that game I could not like bet on the game so confidently like I did for a Super Bowl a year ago or elsewhere I think the Mattress King dude you know he put down like 1.4 million for Alabama to like win not the cover like he did with the Tom Brady one I did the cover thing and then you know I didn't pick a winner so he lost $1.4 million. But then, like, ever since the, the Super Bowl, that guy also kept losing money. But, you know, this game, I, I said even coming into it, I was taking very small bets, like $2, $3, until you know, the scoring was awfully atrocious that I said, fuck it, $20. <laughs> and it's like, I'm taking this. I'm making 40 bucks tonight. Fuck it. It's going to end all the injustices that I experienced the last three weeks. Obviously, that didn't happen. So really, I lost. But I, I still won the Georgia two and a half points, but they made up like five bucks out of the 30 bucks that I lost. I'm like, whatever. But anyways, my point is, it was a shit show of a decision making, low energy, awful amount of motivation, and awful amount of shit show that I watched through the pigskin game, the hand egg this past weekend so i just wanted to give that commentary and then you know a few other things i'm gonna say is a talking heads are coming the last minute that i got here number one aiden hutchinson the michigan defensive end lost money no just please however he got manhandled by georgia you know he got handled but you don't see that size and finesse and agility no like not everyone no there's no like dominant defensive end like you know that absolutely dominated at the college level to the NFL level since Ndamukong Sue, probably. So there's that. I think he still deserves to be a first overall pick. <laughs> Number two, Jim Harbaugh to NFL rumors. Not happening. Why the fuck would he go? I don't think he's motivated by money. 
I think Joe Judge at the Giants just got fired and people just throwing Harbaugh name there. Oh, he's going to try to make up for the money he lost during COVID. I'm like, dude, fuck that. He, I'm going to say this as harshly and objectively as possible. He's not a winner. He has never proven to be a winner. He's a great coach. He's a great program builder, but he hasn't been a winner. What makes you think Jim Harbaugh is going to come in, either the Giants or the Dolphins or the Bears, and immediately turn it into a contender? They'll look like a contender, but will they going to be a definite winner? No. He hasn't done that anywhere. The best place to do that to prove himself, now he got his footing down after seven years, is at Michigan. So I hope he sticks around. He got his game down. He got his scouting down. So he's not coming to the NFL. And I hope he doesn't until he finishes the fucking job the next five years. Uh, what was the other thing? Number three, is this the end of Alabama? Fuck no. Like, why are people keep saying this? And then... Uh, the other thing, oh, expand the playoffs for the college football. I hope they don't because I think there are, I know the eight game, 12 game is like the desire one, but dude, other teams got to fucking step the fuck up. People are mad that Michigan and Cincinnati got in and then see how Georgia and Alabama stood out with this, oh, Notre, if Notre Dame or uh, Ohio State were in. No. You saw how Ohio State defense got fucking neutered, you know, last year when Alabama completely destroyed them. You think Notre Dame's going to hang like that, especially when they blow a 21-point lead to a Big 12 team? No, they ain't going to happen. They ain't that good enough. You think, oh, Oklahoma's that good enough? They ain't that good enough. None of these teams, Georgia and Alabama are in classes that are own, and there's the rest of the teams like Michigan, Cincinnati, and the rest. And, you know, Ohio State... You know, now USC, you know, they're all going to be in conversation again. But I really don't think having, expanding the playoffs, it's just going to, you know, instantly make these programs better. So I'm against sort of expanding the playoffs, and I really don't think people understand the level that Georgia and Alabama are in in the last, you know, five years or so. So there's that. There's my hot take. Uh, I'm sorry it stayed in the pigskin, but that's the most recent thing that I can think of. I could talk about hockey in the Olympics and Homicron and all that stuff. Maybe I'll do that next week. But thanks for listening. I'm back to where I used to be. So that's a good sign. I, I It's back to that level. I hope it's reflected in the audio. And then, uh, well, email me at aa-o.com. Email aa-o.com. I'll see what kind of shit that we got next week. I'm going to be a hermit for next little bit. Uh, well, happy, well, you're going to hear this, so uh, have a great, long Martin Luther King Day weekend. Uh, it's already another holiday in January, folks, but remember, remember what Dr. King was there for. So there's that. Have a great rest of the week, and then uh, we'll see you next week. Peace out.